Good morning. It is January 10th, 2024. This is episode 42 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I am still in the cold and flu edition of uh, these podcasts. Um, cold's probably kind of getting at its worst, but I am still pushing through and... You know, your dreams, they never take a day off. So I am continuing continuing to uh, strive for my goal of posting a podcast daily for an entire year. At least we'll see uh, how things evolve after I've done this for a year. So a um, couple exciting things that happened yesterday. First of all, I got an audition from my fantastic agent in Los Angeles that I am very excited for. It's a for a commercial. I am I am not at liberty to discuss uh, the nature of the project, um, but the character is is really fun. Um, I'm hoping that I will feel better. The audition is due tomorrow, and you know I still don't feel very good. And the uh, the character that I'm reading for is going to be pretty high energy and is going to require my voice to be uh, better than it is now. So hopefully I will be able to uh, have some improvement, um, hopefully by uh, tonight, so that I can record that audition. And then another exciting thing is I got a call from... Um, the booker who uh, is part of the production company that booked me on my weekend gigs uh, that I've talked about where I was in New Mexico and Colorado over the weekend. And he called me uh, yesterday and said that he got uh, good feedback um, from the uh, uh, producers of the shows that I had performed at. And because of that feedback, he called me and gave me uh, two more, actually four more shows in February. So I've uh, booked two more dates out in February. And, you know, that's just that's just exciting to, um, again, just seeing opportunities come my way from multiple uh, multiple avenues within entertainment. You know, my commercial agent gives me a gets me an audition and then I book more gigs with my uh with my booker so I will uh, be looking forward to those shows that'll be on February 9th and 10th at the Pechanga Casino and Resort in Temecula, California so I'll be heading out there on the 9th and 10th and I've still got a good uh slate of shows here for the rest of January so very excited for everything that is going on Hopefully this cold will uh, sort of run its course here in the next day or so. You know what's really uh, sort of discouraging is, uh, man, do I even want to go down this road? Just how many things that I have been told over the years or things that I thought were true that just end up being totally bogus. So one of them was um, uh, a couple days, well, when this cold started coming on, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the sauna in my gym and they also have a steam room because 
I was under the impression that sitting in the sauna that you were able to sweat out toxins from your body. Uh, turns out that is uh, completely not true. That doesn't actually really exist, this sweating out toxins. And um, what's really kind of funny about that is how I learned that is I was scrolling on TikTok the other day and this video popped up of these guys who took a hidden camera into a Scientology sort of initiation meeting or something like that or a Scientology church uh, equivalent or whatever. And as part of their initiation, they were saying, yeah, you need to sit in a sauna for four hours to cleanse your body of all of its toxins. And then the guys who did this said, yeah, if you Google, um, you know, does sauna release toxins, you'll find out very quickly that's not true. And I'm like, what? That isn't true? I thought that sauna was, that's what it did. You know, it helped you sweat and then you sweated out all of these toxins or whatever. And that if you were sick, that you're like sweating out viruses or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know. What do I know? Obviously, not very much. And so I Googled the same thing, and it's just article after article and study after study that, like, sitting in a sauna actually doesn't really specifically uh, help you sweat out toxins, per se. Um, They did say, you know, it does help sort of with your circulatory system. So sort of indirectly, it can help with the immune system, just because it's sort of getting the the blood flowing. But in terms of the actual physical act of sweating, you're not actually... uh, you know, having a, you're not getting rid of your cold. And then I thought the same thing about inhaling steam, which was something I thought I'd heard. And I had gone, well, if the sauna thing isn't true, then let me guess, uh, inhaling steam doesn't really do anything. In my mind, it's like, oh, I'm inhaling steam. I'm like killing the bacteria in my, you know, nasal passages or whatever. Uh, It turns out that also is not happening. So I guess I'm just going to have to leave it up to my good old immune system and just good old-fashioned hydration and vitamins to let my body uh, fight this off. And anything else that I thought that I could do is just pseudoscience. Yay, facts. Um, But, um, you know, I don't really... I don't know, I just... I kind of just don't let sicknesses and stuff like this bother me or get me down. It's just, you know, I don't feel great now, but I know I'm going to feel better later. And it's just sort of part of it. And so I don't really dwell on, oh, I'm sick. You know, I haven't really taken time off work. I work remotely. So, you know, it's not like I'm going into an office because I know that that's a little bit more problematic. You're, you know, potentially introducing, um, you know, the illness to coworkers or whatever. Um I did go out to eat, which, you know, I'm sure I can get all kinds of flack for that as how dare I do that. But, you know, I uh, I don't ever buy groceries, and so I eat out every day. It's sort of my ritual. I go out to a restaurant. I bring my notebook to go do writing, and then I write all of my jokes. So... Speaking of which, I kind of had a uh, interesting uh, little encounter, which uh, might might be a little controversial. Um, so I went to Fazoli's. They opened up a Fazoli's of Fazoli's and Mesa, which I used to eat at all the time back in the day, and I hadn't seen them in years. 
Um, if you don't know Fazoli's, it's like a fast food Italian restaurant with unlimited breadsticks, which are delicious. So they open up this Fazoli's right where I, uh, close to where I perform improv, where I'll be at Saturday. And so in my mind, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to Fazoli's. I'm going to get a bunch of breadsticks. There's garlic on the breadsticks. Now I know everything else there is garbage and probably not the best thing for me to be eating while I'm sick, but I, I've heard that garlic is good for killing bacteria and viruses. Although I should probably Google that because I'll probably find out that that even that's not true since I found out that saunas and uh, inhaling steam don't help anyway. But whatever. So I'm at Fazoli's and I think because it's sort of the new place in town, it's it's been pretty packed and it's not a, actually a huge restaurant. There's not a ton, ton of seating. So I show up, there's one table left. I take the table and then um, so, sort of what I do when I'm writing is, you know, I'll eat my meal. I'll pop in my earbuds. I'll put on some sort of like white noise to sort of, you know, drown out the background noise. And then I'll start writing. So working on my jokes and my routines. So I had eaten my meal and I'm writing away and I wanted some more breadsticks and I didn't see somebody come by for a little while and it's starting to get pretty packed. So I finally asked, I finally get the attention of somebody like, Hey, can I get some more breadsticks? And she's like, sure, but they're pretty busy. So I have my earbuds in, I'm riding away, and all of a sudden this guy kind of like taps on the table at me. And I'm and I'm like, oh what what? And he goes, um, you know, it's pretty packed in here. Um, can I have this table for my party or something like that? And you know, I didn't uh, I didn't like that. I, d- I, I don't know. There was just something about his attitude the way that he asked and I just said I'll leave when I'm finished and he kind of gave me this smug look kind of like oh okay I guess you're not going to just jump up and leave because you know this guy asked me to now I can see his point of view he probably just saw me sitting alone at a table and I didn't have any food at my table at that time because I hadn't had my breadsticks refill hadn't come through. And he probably just saw me riding. So he's like, oh, this kid isn't even eating. He's finished. He's one person at this table. I have a family. He should leave. And um, so I can see his point of view. On the other hand, I, first of all, it was kind of a growth moment. For me personally. Now, by the way, I totally know how one version of this story, I look like the jerk. And I'm fine with that. You can think I'm a jerk. But most of my life, I have been a people pleaser and I avoid conflict. And I have a really hard time saying no. And the fact that, like, I was not ready to leave, I got to the table first. Plus, I still had food coming. I wasn't done with my dining experience. Now, just because I didn't have food in front of me at the time doesn't mean that I don't get to sit at the table anymore. And also, you know, this sort of like, hey, there's a lot of people waiting, sort of putting this kind of guilt on me, like it's my fault 
that Fazoli's happens to be busy and all of the tables are full and that he would pick me out and have the audacity to come interrupt me and like, in essence, tell me to leave. Like, I don't have a right to be there anymore because, you know, I'm not actively shoving food down my face. So therefore, I should relinquish my table to him because he feels he has a greater entitlement to it because whatever. You know, and I just said no. It, uh, I mean, I, I said it as politely as I can. I, I was a little miffed. You know, plus I was like in the zone. I had my earbuds in. I'm writing. I'm focusing, you know, I, I and for him to like interrupt me and get my attention and in essence, like ask me to leave so that he can sit down with his party, whoever his party is. Um, And old me probably would have been very like uncomfortable and like, oh, I don't want a confrontation. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Sorry. Yeah. You know. And not now. Now I just was like, how how rude to like <laughs> interrupt somebody. It's like, you don't own the place, buddy. And uh, so sorry that uh, Fazoli's is busy and that you decided to come to a restaurant that's packed. Um, and that because of that, you've got to stand and wait for a table. Um why don't you go around and bother any other table? Like, like, why me? Is it because I'm just alone? You know, like, I don't know. I'm probably overthinking all of this, but, um, but for me personally, just to be able to just sit there in my space and just say, no, like I'm not leaving. Um, as I reflected on that, I'm going, yeah, that, that, that's new for me. Um, that's newer for me. I, I, I've, I haven't quite been that sort of um, bold or willing to just stand up for myself and say no when I really feel no. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I should leave. I didn't feel like I wanted to leave. I didn't feel like I was obligated to leave just because the restaurant was packed and there were people waiting for a table, that that somehow means that I'm obligated to uh, cut my uh, my trip short just because I happen to be occupying a table that somebody else may want at the time. So, and I think there's, I think the reason I'm thinking about that is because I think there's a lot more to that. And when I talk about you know, going for dreams, going for what you really want. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I've been trying to avoid coughing this whole podcast. You know, there are going to be people who are going to try to push you around or try to tell you what they think you should be doing and how you think that you should be accommodating them, trying to push you out of your space. And, and, and to the extreme version of that, there will be people who even want to mistreat you and abuse you and take advantage of you. Now, I know I'm taking this little microcosm of a of a interaction and really extrapolating it to, you know, to something a lot more than that one particular interaction uh, 
perhaps indicated, but I think it's really important to learn how to not be pushed around and to not be mistreated. And that if you really feel something and if you feel that you're in the right, and if you know that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're you're not proactively out there trying to um, take advantage, take advantage of other people or mistreat other people. It's like, you're just, you're doing your thing. If people come along and try to, um, project their opinions, their, their thoughts on who you should be and what you should be doing. Um, learning to stand on your own two feet and say, no, if the answer is legitimately, no, if that's what you really feel, um, being willing to set those boundaries, just being like, no, I'm not leaving because I don't have to. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not breaking any rules. I'm not breaking any laws. I'm sorry that you're unhappy with the choices that I'm making and that the choices that I'm making aren't um, allowing you to get what you feel you deserve, but I'm not taking anything from you. I didn't promise you anything. There, I didn't set any expectations for you. It's like you showed up at a Fazoli's at 7 p.m. on a busy night and all the tables are full. The world doesn't owe you anything. And I sure as heck don't owe you my table because you seem to feel like my use of this table is no longer as worthy as your sense of entitlement to it. So now I'll leave when I'm finished. Thank you. And that's exactly what I did. I got some more breadsticks. (laughs) I finished writing up what I was writing. um, And I left when I was ready to leave. And the second I got up, I don't know if it was that same guy, but, you know, people filled right in. And that was fine because now the table was available. And um, so... When you're out there pursuing your dreams, pursuing anything in life, there are going to be people who will fill a sense of entitlement to tell you what to do, tell you what they think you should be, what you should be doing. But that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them. And as long as you are being true to what you know is in your heart and you know what your intentions are, I did not intentionally go to Fazoli's to make sure that all of these other people had to stand around and wait for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? My intention to go to Fazoli's was to enjoy some really cheap, halfway decent uh, uh, Italian food and do some writing. And that's what I did. And when somebody tried to tell me that I needed to not be doing that because they felt entitled to my space... I had to stand on my own two feet and say no. And I'm I'm having those experiences more and more as a comedian, as a performer, as I'm starting to really double down on this dream of mine, putting myself out there, um, becoming a lot more visible, a lot more vulnerable, putting my art out there, putting my thoughts out there, putting my intentions out there, the comments that I'm getting, the thoughts that I'm getting, the, the feedback that I'm giving which, by the way, almost all of it is positive, but there is also those people who feel like they want to cast shade and be negative 
And I am learning more and more that it is okay to stand on my own two feet and to say no. The answer is no. And to be okay with potentially having somebody think that I'm a jerk or that I'm an a-hole because I didn't conform to their idea of morality or whatever that they feel that I should adapt. Like, hey, that guy thought that he was in the moral moral superior right to to request my table because he did not feel that I should be entitled to it anymore. And he led with that. You know, there's a lot of people waiting. Why is that my problem? I didn't ask them to come to Fazoli's. A very busy restaurant on a very busy night. There's plenty of other places they could go that have plenty of open seating, but that doesn't mean that you get my seat. And just because I'm out here living my dreams and maybe somebody has a problem with the fact that I'm out here living my dreams doesn't mean that they get to tell me to stop or to give their opinions on it. If they, you know, have uh, constructive advice, I'm always open to listening uh, to people who I know actually have my best intention at heart. But for the most part, anybody who doesn't like what I'm doing or thinks that I should be doing something differently or feels they have the moral high ground in any other way. Hey, you can go ahead and think that way, but that has nothing to do with me. And I'm going to continue to uh, follow my dreams, follow my heart and set boundaries and say no when the answer is no and um, and move forward with my life on my terms as best as I can. So whatever that means to any of you out there, that was my little insight <laughs> based on a uh, about a 20-second interaction at Fazoli's in Mesa, Arizona last night. So I hope that all of you are doing fantastic, that you are following your dreams, you're finding joy and fulfillment in your journey, and I look forward to uh, connecting with you again tomorrow. I love you all so much. This is January 10th, 2024, episode 42 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow.